the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up time. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. God dwells in a more profound and powerful way. Although He's everywhere, there's, there's a place where God is there in a more, more profound and powerful way, it appears. So He's also saying that war broke out in heaven. We don't know exactly when. Some say this could have been back at creation during the fall. Others say this is coming up. And Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. You will never, ever, 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 ever see in the Bible where the enemy prevails against God. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship. Located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third part of this powerful message from Pastor Shane titled, Satan Cast Out, A Woman, A Child, A Dragon. 1 John 5.4 tells us that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Today, Pastor Shane encourages every Christian to charge the gates of hell, that through Christ, we are all more than conquerors. Take hold of the awesome power of God's Spirit and live in victory today, all for the glory of King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. I'm called to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. I'm called, and you're called, to motivate the next generation. Can you imagine all the teenagers and young adults looking at us going, well, what about me? Well, too bad, honey. I'm, I'm out of here in a couple, 20 years. You can deal with this. Leave them the, well, no, we're supposed to be big boys. Put on our big boy pants. Get up and fight this battle, spiritually speaking. Make a difference. How do we know God's not going to bring revival? You think God is concerned? God is scared? The enemy's roaring and God is is backing away? Absolutely not. That's why he says, put on the whole armor of God and withstand the wiles of the devil. Having done all, just stand there with your loins girt about with truth. That's all God says. Just stand there. Hold the line. Don't fall back. Don't get discouraged. I might preach a little this morning. I might change direction because you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes, it's okay to stand up, Raquel. Praise God. But right, we got to encourage ourselves and leave here ready. Okay, Lord, he, he might have been growling this week. He might have been puffing his chest and, and roaring this week, but I'm going to take him out. That enemy is no threat to me. Greater is God that is in within me than he that's in the world. I'm just telling you, discouragement is the biggest weapon he has. 
Right? If I'm discouraged, I'm not coming for a while. Abram, you got it. I'm done. I'm not going to witness to people. I'm not going to help people. I'm not going to talk to people. I don't want to do anything because I'm discouraged. There goes our witness. There goes our spiritual power. There goes the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. How do you know you don't see someone walking on a Trader Joe's and God puts on your heart to pray for them? That they're delivered. And they begin weeping and breaking down. And you go somewhere else and you see you're full of the Spirit of God. Now you're doing the things of God. Most of us are not full of the Spirit of God. That's why we go through our daily life like a robot. I went to church. I'll see you next week. Is that how robots walk? Robots walk. <laughs> When I was younger, I could do the robot. Everyone, remember that dance? No, I don't think I could. I'm not even going to attempt it. Not, I, t- I mentioned Ice Ice Baby Vanilla Ice last week. I'm not going to go there this week. I'm praying for that guy. I'm praying for him and all these guys that, that I grew up with in Hollywood. I didn't know them, but I'm just praying for them. But that's a side trail. But isn't that true? Discouragement. He comes about roaring and he wants to devour, but what are you supposed to do? Resist him. You have to see this. Resist him. That word steadfast. Hmm. Steadfast. In other words, hold fast. If I had something, it's like, here comes the hurricane. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding tight. I'm steadfast. I'm holding tight. So resist him. Here he comes. I'm holding tight. I'm steadfast. It doesn't mean there's no hurricane or earthquake, but you hold on to Christ. You resist him. You hold, hold to that faith, knowing that the same sufferings, meaning when you go through that difficulty, they are experienced by your brothers all over the world. We all go through the same things, but unfortunately in America, we know nothing of suffering. And then we see Satan cast out. We're going to talk about that here briefly because his tail threw, I'm sorry, drew a third of the stars and he threw these stars to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman and was ready to give birth and to devour her child. So a lot of people think, and you know, it's, it does get confusing because the Bible isn't always chronologic, written in chronological order. I wish it was. There's a Bible, it's called the Chronological Bible. You know, you can read that, but then it's like, well, who put this together, right? They, they, they do some things that I don't quite agree with, but it's a good, it's a good Bible. But some people say this is when Satan was cast out of heaven and he drew one third of the angels with him. But let's talk about that for a minute. God declared everything to be good, very good after creation. After that, it appears that Satan was cast out of heaven when he rebelled against God. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So again, there are different views on your interpretation of revelation. And, and, and um, I mean, there's, there's views on even Satan. You know, did he, did he really fall and, 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 and pride? He was like, he was created really good and then he fell and became this or did God create him to be evil? You know, and people teach that. 
And all we do is we can just stick with Scripture. And then Isaiah 14 is another passage that may describe the fall of Satan. It opens with judgment being pronounced against a human king and the nation of Babylon. But then it goes on to suggest that it may also refer to Satan. And read, read Isaiah 14 at your convenience. I will just tell you that it's been, this has been a struggle for me about, for about 20 years. On where everybody says, oh, this is definitely about Satan. I'm like, um, I don't know. I, maybe because there's some language in here that's definitely not for a king earthly king. But if you read the beginning, like uh, of Isaiah 14, about around, around verse 12, it's definitely talking about an earthly king. For sure. There's no way around it. You can look at the language. But then he goes on to say, he talks about the whole earth and the king fell from heaven. And the king's desire what was it to exalt himself above all the stars. And the symbolic name Lucifer or Lightbringer was also used. So it's an interesting passage. I just leave it at that. Definitely talking about a human king because he's pronouncing judgments in Isaiah 14, I believe, on different kingdoms. And he gets to the king of Babylon and he pronounces a judgment on that king. But then it goes into some very interesting language that would not pertain to an earthly king. So that's why a lot of people think Isaiah 14 is talking about a a judgment against Satan as well. So again, got questions. The book of Revelation describes a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. Remember we read that a few, I think a month or two back. So there's a star that falls from the sky to the earth. This star is given a key to the bottomless pit and proceeds to release a horde of tormenting locusts. So while Revelation 9-1 is not clearly a reference, I mean, it's not clear referencing It's not a clear reference to Satan. It could be. Especially since he uses the key to unleash terror upon the earth. So here's what you need to know. Just this one third of heaven could be Satan being cast down and taking one third of the angels with him. That's where we come up with this concept. Without that verse, there's really no... And then are these angels now demons? And that's, is that how the demonic realm was born? You know, so that, that's what that's about. John says that the dragon was hurled down to earth. And he identifies it as the ancient serpent called the devil. We're going to read that here in a, in a couple more verses. So John calls him the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. So let me bring this home. If the stars are symbolic references to Satan, Satan's angels, then we do have a reference to the fall of a portion of the angels. So when you hear one-third of the angels fell, Satan fell, these are all the verses they use to, co- to come up with that, to conclude that. But two-thirds of the angels remain loyal to God, if that indeed was the case. And these are holy angels. And then one-third of the angels who joined Satan, again, if that's the case, the reason I say that is we don't know for certain. There's no way I could come up here and say, oh, this is exactly what this means. This is exactly how this played out. I mean, we, we just don't know. And they are called unclean spirits or demons today. And I, I had to share this Ravenhill quote with you. <laughs> If you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and two-thirds of the angels on your side, there's nothing to fear. There's absolutely nothing to fear. We get worked up when the enemy roars. 
his, 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 his loud roar and, and discourages us. And then we go to, to verse 5. So Israel is what we think this is. She bore a male child. I even think Roman Catholicism might teach that this is Mary. And tied in with their, their theology on the ascension of Mary, if I'm not mistaken there. So she bore a male child. And if this was Mary, this has a lot of problems trying to make this Mary. So she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. That sounds familiar. If you haven't read the Bible, it's coming up in Revelation 19. In Revelation 19, we're going to get there in the, in the months to come, the lamb becomes the lion and the servant becomes the king. He rules the nations with the rod of iron. So this is definitely talking about Jesus here. Because John says he has that vision where, where heaven opened up. Can you imagine this? Heaven opens up and you see Jesus coming, riding horses with, with the armies of God following after him. And his eyes are like flames of fire. And on his head are many crowns. And out of his mouth goes a sword that he will strike the nations. He will rule the nations with a rod of iron. And he will tread the, the winepress of the fierceness, fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So this cracks me up when these people, like you hear Ben Shapiro dismiss Jesus. Like Jesus, he was just, a, he's, when he comes back, he's not playing. He came as a servant. He washed feet. To be the last, first, you must be the last. Turn the other cheek. Mild, gentle, didn't answer his accusers. He's sitting down at the right hand of the Father, waiting to stand up. Because when he stands up and he comes back, nothing, nothing can stop him. You think about it, you can't get more graphic than that. Out of his mouth goes a sword to strike, to devour, and he rules the nations. Just, it just, it, it, this is what is interesting. And he rules the nations like a graceful dove. Do you know what a rod of iron is? Have you ever been spanked with wood? Remember, you can't do it nowadays, but back in the old days. <laughs> I remember we lived out in the uh, almond orchards in Quartzill. They would just, whatever, whatever twig, <clears throat> whatever twig is on that, that, that almond tree. Right, get over here. Bam, 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 bam. Today, you can't do that kind of stuff. And we wonder why our schools look like zoos. The problem is a very small fraction of people would be abusive. So they threw the baby out with the bathwater and get rid of any type of discipline. And now we've got millions of just uncontrollable uh, and it falls directly on, on our shoulders. The lamb becomes a lion. says he's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. So this is, for those, you know, a lot of people don't believe in a thousand year literal millennial reign of Christ. But verses like this tend to make you think, okay, so when is he going to rule? Think about it. If, if he's just coming back, we're all judged, heaven and hell, it's end of story. But he's actually going to come back and rule, and reign, and judge, 
and those will, of us will rule with him, the Bible says. So as complicated as it is, it seems like, and there's a, a lot of divinic promises, a lot of promises about Jesus that haven't been fulfilled yet in that sense. He's going to come back and devour his enemies and, and rule them. And, and then it goes on to say about, the, about this millennial reign, if, it, if there is one, seems to be that there is, that there are going to be dogs and, and thieves and covet and cowards outside of the city gates. But Jesus and, and children will die at a hundred instead of a young. So like, what do you do with all those things? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. We're going to try to, God willing, unpack those as we keep going. But I told Abram, this is the hardest book of the Bible I've ever taught through. Because I like to be clear. You know, I like to be crystal clear. This is what, this is what's happening. Not like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that seven stars and a dragon and then, and wow, and wow, okay. Flying saucers and aliens and all kinds of things. She, she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Basically, tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me is what's happening when Jesus returns. Jesus said it before tombstone. That's where you recognize it, right? And her child was caught up to God and his throne. So this has to be Jesus. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that they should feed her 1,260 days. So we see here the ascension. He is currently sitting at the right hand of the Father, but like I said earlier, wait until He stands up. And that's what we're going to get to as we keep reading here. Rule the nations. He's going to rule the nations. That's a future fulfillment. And it may appear that this represents the tribulation time, but Israel is preserved. And again, when we talk about the tribulation, you talk about the end times and the what people do is they pull in these texts, this text, they go to Daniel, I believe chapter nine, they'll get Matthew, the end of Matthew, and they'll get some of Ezekiel 38 and 39, Magog and Gog, and, and they try to pull in this whole, you know, end time scenario. And that's why it's, it's challenging because you have to pull in a lot of different things. But as we're, as we're living, we can see a lot of this unfolding. I mean, if you look, if you read, if you read theologians a hundred years ago, you know, they have, they had a hard time explaining how the whole world would see two witnesses or how they, oh, I don't know, a mark that where you can't buy or sell. How's that going to, that's like an effect. I mean, we're that close, aren't we? Have you been following the World Health Organization and, and how Biden decided to maybe give up some of our sovereignty, which means if there's another uh, pandemic, we're under their sovereign control in the area of medical emergencies. And you can't, do, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just right there, right there. For people who can't see the, the historical accuracy of the Bible is alarming. But again, remember, they can't see it because what? Blinders are on, spiritually blind. It can be right in front of you, but they are spiritually blind. They don't want to see it. They are arrogant. They are blasphemers. And then this could be when Satan is thrown out of heaven. We go on in verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Wait a minute. I thought heaven was nice and relaxing. and But you have to remember something in the Bible. We have to dig deep on certain terms. Did you know there's the word for hell? Sheol, Gehenna. Um, what's the other one? New Testament. Uh, there's... Oh, Hades. Yes. 
but like Sheol in the Old Testament would be a place of, of just the dead where they go, the underworld. And then there's a place of, of hell later, of torment. Of jet. And so you have different words. And so sometimes if we're not careful, we can put a certain word in what we think is happening, but what's not happening. And one of those words is heaven. Heaven, what we're looking forward to, to be with God. But how was Satan in heaven? How? Well, remember, he still had access to God. So heaven was a place, the Bible makes it clear, where God dwells in a more profound and powerful way. Although he's everywhere, there's there's a place where God is there in a more, more profound and powerful way, it appears. So he's also saying that war broke out in heaven. We don't know exactly when. Some say this could have been back at creation during the fall. Others say this is coming up. And Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. You will never, ever, 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 ever see in the Bible where the enemy prevails against God. Never. The only times when Jesus said, hey, you're taking me, I'm going to the cross, this is your hour. This is your hour. Darkness is raining, but just just give it a few. Let's see here. Give it a few days. So you, it, it, he never prevails. He's, he's, he's always fighting. Now, not only did he not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Hmm. So again, the book of Revelation isn't always chronological. And like I said, this could have been the creation. This could be coming up. But let's keep reading. So the great dragon was cast out of heaven, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. And he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. If I took a survey, maybe some of you would say that happened at creation. That's why we have the demonic realm. Others would say that's coming up. We just don't know exactly. But again, qu- quoting got questions. Dot org, because this is so important. Satan was originally one of God's holy angels. Again, they believe what many teach. I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards that, but the Bible doesn't specifically say that. It's where we have to pull in certain things. He rebelled against God and was cast out of heaven in Luke 10, 18. That was only the first stage of his judgment. Satan's kingdom was vanquished at the cross. A lot of times, we don't realize, and when I talk to people, they don't quite understand, something very, not only did salvation happen at the cross, something very, very um, important to the spiritual realm happened. Because Jesus actually went down, and people, I remember, I, don't, I haven't listened to her in 20 years, so don't judge me on this, but I remember Joyce Meyer caught a lot of heat when she said Satan went to hell, and, he did, and she retracted all that, she repented, but nobody seems to you know, care about that, they just like to... So anyway, but what he did, he went down into the, remember I said Sheol, Haiti, and he went down there and he led captives into captivity. He led those out of captivity. So there was a holding place, it seems, possibly Abram's bosom, something where he actually, where they're waiting, they're waiting the Messiah. They can't go because Jesus hasn't yet ascended. He's the first to ascend, the first to be resurrected. They're in this waiting time. So he goes and he sets them free. 
the keys to the kingdom. He's conquered hell, death, sin, and the grave. So Satan has no more authority in, 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 in like he used to have because it was broken at the cross. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn You You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.